You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. There is officially a delay to the Major League Baseball season. I am here, host of Locked On Rangers podcast, your host, Bryce Patrick, joined today on a crossover episode, a very sad crossover episode with the great Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. Javi, how are you doing? How are you holding up? Uh, I'm I'm doing, honestly, in all, like, context and in the case of what we are going through right now all things considered there we go all things considered that's what i was looking for uh <laughs> doing pretty all right man uh honestly uh it's because to me it's just not and i i don't imagine this is the same way for you too but to me it's just not surprising so therefore like like i, I had a little bit of optimism but for the most part the mlb lockout and missing a few games was pretty expected no matter what you how you kind of slice it at least in by my approximation. Yeah, I was the same way. And then I was an idiot yesterday. And I, I fell for I fell for the the oldest trick in the book of the, you know, MLB side leaking. Oh, they're close to a deal. Oh, you're going to get your hopes up. Oh, we're going to make it happen. And then boom. Oh, yeah. no, the players tenure totally changed. Uh, by the way, in case you missed the mm-hmm. news, the first two series of the season have been officially canceled allegedly by major league baseball player association come back and said we have not agreed to cancel those or have a shortened season so they're going to fight for that so it's looking like the fight is going to be even more difficult when they come back and try and agree because they're going to have to agree on how long the season's going to take and uh other things and that's going to add even more to this and i wouldn't be surprised if it ended up in a national labor relations bureau com- officially being filed and pursuing it in that way because this is this is tenuous and this is one of those clearly both sides are are to blame is is not true it's just not true because the players did not if if you want to file here here's the one fault you can give with the players the players are asking for quite a bit which they should because Major League Baseball is making a whole lot of money and they did kind of fall asleep at the wheel the last couple of deals and they're trying to, you know, regain some ground that they probably should have gained in the other deals, which they didn't. But I don't blame them at all for asking this, but they're not the ones who instituted the lockout. They're not the ones who refused to meet for the first, what, 40 days and then refused to give any good faith proposals for the next three weeks after that when they actually started meeting and then imposed arbitrary deadlines, missed those arbitrary deadlines, and then decided, oh, yeah, no, we're going to cancel opening day. Like, this is a very clear 95% at fault of Major League Baseball, and it sucks. Yeah, I mean, there there are definitely some things on the player's side, not to be the both sides guy, and I, I think there's definitely things to be upset with when it comes to the MLB player. And you could say, hey, we wish you, you know, did a better job the last time the collective bargaining agreement was up. And more importantly, I think a more strong and valid criticism is just overall in general, maybe not in this particular scenario. They haven't done the best at kind of sticking up for minor leaguers and stuff like that. Historically, uh, they've kind of yeah left them out. Now, granted, that's a whole ball of yarn to untangle. And you got to look out for major league players as well. And that, you know. Don't get me wrong, you got the Bryce Harper contracts out there, but for the most part, there's still those veteran minimums and stuff like that 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 they're fighting for. And I think that 
Uh, you're right. The the both sides rhetoric is is quite fascinating to me in a, in a lot of ways. I think that the biggest way is that like how how people have been convinced to root for corporations in general. I think is a a large problem that we have for throughout. billionaires. Yeah, yeah. For throughout a lot of cultures, and it, it's interesting. And, and Jeff Passan of ESPN, who some might be familiar with due to his uh, incredible work over at ESPN and his ability to murder people <laughs> on Twitter um, that he like kind of point out, it's like, and I've been saying this to a lot of people for a while where I really look at you sideways when you, you like hate sports because to me, sports, you cannot be necessarily a fan of them. You don't have to love them, but sports is kind of like the last bastion of, as Jeff Passan pointed out in his words saying like, you know, it's the only place where the workers are the product. You know what I mean? When you just mm-hmm. look at just entire labor and stuff like that throughout the world, it's like one of the only places where the workers are the product, right? And they make a lot of money. And I think that that's where this kind of animosity comes from. People like, you know, at, at a certain middle class or lower class level where they look at this and say, well, what do you have to complain about? And it's true. Don't get me wrong. I, See, I mean, my, even 700K I finally a have, year is pretty great I, uh, if you're a minor I finally player, feel like I have the a, problem a, is that... Uh, go, go ahead, a go good, ahead. You want to interrupt a me? A good Fine. counter to Fine. that. Yes, I do. I do, because I, I, I think I might have talked about this earlier on the show, like uh, a couple days ago. But, you know, it might seem silly to think, oh, these guys who are hitting a ball with a stick or throwing a ball really hard get paid $10 million to do that. And yeah, you know, that might be a little bit more money than they should make. That's a little insane. But I would argue that it's it's more insane for a person whose only skill is having a lot of money beforehand to make all the money that the players who are actually doing the thing are not making. Like, it's not like, oh, well, if these players don't get it, then uh, all the money is going to go to uh, homeless shelters and teachers and firemen and all that good stuff. Like, no, it's going to go to some rich billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like the the big problem we have right now, right? Where it's just like, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I have, I have almost I, I've, I'm not going to say this on the podcast. So my thoughts about the whole like the fans losing the most and what have you and that. This is really a, a bummer in a lot of ways, and it is for fans, definitely a loss. But it's just kind of you you have to understand percentages and how much a billion is compared to a million. You have to understand that just because Walker Buehler has a two-year, $8 million contract, that does not mean that like he's just guaranteed for life. That's a great amount of money. I'm sure he'll be okay. But to speak for yourself, uh, as if someone pays he, you know, me $8 million, I'm, I don't have to do a dang thing the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's good. It's a good living, but I think that it's also possible. I know that there was a lot of um, fuss about the AP headline this week. Oh, the uh, AP AP has had some some pretty big goofs the last couple of weeks of their phrasing of things and also selling an NFT of refugees on a life raft um, in like the same two days, which not, not a great look for the AP. (laughs) Yeah, and there's 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 a lot of blame to go around in terms of how this messaging has gone across where there are people who look at this and say millionaires versus billionaires, which is the very popular punchy kind of tagline that people like to uh, put on this. But I think that that's just a giant oversimplification of things because you're watching the players. Uh, they are the product. Um, I don't think you should really care that Steve Cohen can't afford his eighth <laughs> limousine ride in the last 24 hours. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not really that's not an issue for you, the fan. That should not be a thing for you. Instead, you should be saying, well, in actuality, 
if the owners literally accepted the very original proposal, probably, and our, our buddy uh, Lindsey Crosby over at Locked On Only Prospects, great podcast, uh, made this point where it's like they'd still probably be winning even if they took that original deal. So it's kind of uh, this situation where I, I hate when people say both like they're like it's the player's fault because that's technically true. The players, if they had just gone up there and said, fine, deal, then we're done. That is technically true. But that's why the whole it's an oversimplification, right? That's why but you, if have, the owners, you fight for but things. But if why... the owners didn't put out those deadlines and fuff around, then it wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah but it, to me, it's not even that. Right to me, it's just like the in general thing of we have a lockout because players are disagreeing. But then it's no, like have... you also need to if you are going to say, then you have to be like, look, maybe the the people who have infinitely more money and resources are the people also to blame. And I think that that's really where the, kind of the just the the kind of general thought is right now. And I don't, I'm I don't, I'm overgeneralizing. I don't think everybody feels this way. I think that a lot of people are catching on to how the world unfortunately works mm-hmm. right now. But uh. It's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. There's a reason why the show Succession is popular. So <laughs> there most definitely is a, a few <laughs> reasons why that's popular, you know. And uh, you can bet we're going to be pissed that we're going to miss some games. But you know, if you want to go bet on sports games, yeah. there's only one place to go. It's BetOnline.net. You know, football might be over, but you know, basketball's in full steam in both pro and college hoops as well. You know, from the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, right to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one sport spot for all your sports betting needs. You know, they've also got all kinds of great stuff. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds as well. So head to the website on your mobile device or your computer side of the day. Learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline where the game starts. Now, I did put out a very late call for questions, I think like an hour ago. We did get a few questions that were um, pretty good. I want to start from from the main one from uh, my boy Sam Mills, uh, longtime friend of the me, and uh, I guess thereby association, the pod. Um, the me. The friend, <laughs> I was going to say of the pod, of the and me. then I was like, of the me. <laughs> so um but he said do you need a hug and my answer is yes javi it seems like yours is is no um no i'm doing all right man look look it's it's very unfortunate you know what i mean i want to this is uh, something that both of us have a vested interest in continuing we are literally hosting this podcast i do some baseball writing as well as some people might be familiar with go check it out just baseball great website but like you know, part of me is also like, oh, I mean, at least I have some spare time to do work on some other things and what have you. And I have some more, you know, I could read my books and whatnot. But that is also a good point to tie into it where it's like, that's why the lockout is even more damning right now and more concerning about the future of the league. Because this ain't 1994, you know what I mean? At least back then, people were kind of trapped and, you know, hanging out at home and watching baseball yep. and whatnot. But now it's like, hey, how about we just go watch Moon Knight? You know what I mean? Like how many kids and how many people are just going to say, let's go watch the new Moon Knight series. Let's go. I don't know, play a video game where you have access to all these incredible properties. Like, I just think that the times have changed, that that there's a lot of different things competing for our eyeballs and, uh, you know, viewership attendance across literally every program on live TV is down with the exception of the Super Bowl. Um, Like everything's going down. So it's kind of makes you wonder, like, can baseball come back from this? I think they can, baby. But I'm... This is a really long-winded way of me answering whether or not I need Uh, a hug. But uh, the, the answer is... I think I need a hug because everyone I, needs a hug. But I, I think I'm doing, you know, 
better than both. Sam gives some solid hugs, but no, this has definitely sent me spiraling the last couple of days into career existential dread. And why did I try and pursue a, a sports media career, especially hindering, like centering all around baseball? Like that was a really dumb decision uh, in hindsight. But you know, I'm here and I'm sticking with it, and uh, I'm just gonna let myself spiral for another day or so and try and be less chronically online as I have been the last couple of days and maybe that'll make things better um but you know it's fine anyway from hops and hoops is there a scenario where MLBPA actually holds out all season how would you feel about it if it ultimately helped players get a more fair deal well they'd have to get like they'd have to absolutely gouge major league baseball if they held out all season or if they like did not get a deal all season like they'd have to absolutely gouge them for me to be like all right yep that's worth it that's absolutely worth it like i don't know like freaking million dollars like double the minimum salary actually get some progress on the cbt still have that like maybe a 10 or or 12 game playoff like there'd have to be some huge leaps and bounds because while i still think this deal was a slap in the face i i do think it might be the best major league baseball is going to offer until there's some significant portion of the season miss which i hate to say and i don't like that that's the deal but i think that's just kind of what it is but it, my sentiment might start mm-hmm. to turn more on the players if um depending on where major league if baseball, major league baseball doesn't move for like two months which is entirely possible then uh man I, i'm not going to blame the players at all for holding steady on what they're asking because major league baseball is refusing to meet them anywhere yeah, close I mean, on so many big areas where they've actually caved quite a bit on some of the other bigger areas. Yeah. Like the, that whole pool of money thing. Remember the, the famous, uh, the $115 million proposal in the league kind of with 10, right? Like there's just areas like that where it's, I think that in general, I would love to answer the question. Like if they did hold out for the whole season, that would really stink for me and a lot others. Uh, but just as a fundamental belief and rooting for, the players, the worker in this case, uh, it would be, I'd be happy for them. You know what I mean? In a lot of ways, don't get me wrong. They're doing better than a lot of other industries. Go Google, uh, you know, Amazon, Alabama, if you want to have just an idea of how other worker stripes go look up GMG union, stuff like that. Like there are a lot of other ones out there that are struggling, right, a, but just as a fundamental, and, always rooting for, uh, yeah, and this is, over the this is like this time in our lives is like a big, like there is a big swing back towards like workers rights and unions and the power of unions that hasn't been there yeah. in a long time. Like the entire media industry is unionizing. I was part of the paper that was the first unionized paper in the state of Texas. And then within like six months, there were like four more, which is great. Love that. Um, and mm-hmm. other unions as well. And other like big companies that are finally, I mean, it's, it's, it's a hard fight, but it's a, it's a, it's a movement nationwide and it's not just about baseball it's Mm -hmm. about all kinds of industries that are going there so yeah i Mm -hmm. yeah and not to make this the union chat they can be a little bit complicated oh yeah they're all very it doesn't necessarily prevent everything from happening but uh you know the worst case scenario is go look up uh what is it episode two of succession that's the worst case scenario when you don't have uh, unions. You know what I'm saying? So like it, it it can get a little uh hairy sometimes if you know what I'm talking about. Um so definitely um yeah, I, I think that in general you have to root for that. But I do understand like us is different than say vending machine workers, people who are like like a little bit like it's their full time job and stuff like that. I can understand a little bit more that this is more pressing for a lot of people. Those are the people I feel uh the most mm-hmm. for. 
um, when it comes to the MLB lockout yeah, for sure. Most definitely. Anyway, this next question is from Sean Daniel. It's a really interesting one. Once a deal is finally reached, how long might it take for regular season games to begin? I'm intrigued of how free agency will work following the deal. Well, this is a two part. I'll let you take on how long you think it might take for regular season games, but for free agency, I really think this is going to be exactly like NBA free agency, where all the deals are, you know, agreed to beforehand, and everyone just tweets them out like the second the um, the embargo is lifted. And I really think that there's already a bunch of deals in place mm-hmm. that we just don't know about yet um, that are going to be announced really quickly once this lockout is ended, if it's ever ended. Um, but I really think it's going to be like that. Yeah, it's just going to be a frenzy, just boom, just like it was at the end of November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just like the, at the end of it in November, and especially because there's still a lot of good uh, free agencies, uh, free agents uh, left. I know that we still have like Anthony Rizzo as a, and he's like a bottom tier, or not like bottom tier, but like a like a yeah. mid tier free agent. And then you still have Correa, you still have Trevor Story, you still have Carlos Rodon, you still have Clayton Freddie Kershaw. Freeman. I know he's been rumored to be going to your team. So Freddie Freeman, like there's still a lot, and it could get really, really rad. So baseball fans, if there is one silver lining, just look forward to that day. You know what I mean? That day is going to be. Dude, awesome. I'm looking so much like, forward. You to You literally it. might get deals. You literally might get deals like within a day after oh, that happens. No, no. I think and it's. They just I think it's literally going to be like, minutes. All right, report to camp next. Like week. not day, not a day. I think it's going to be like minutes. I mean, it could be. It could be right. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun for sure. Um, and in terms of the question of the time length, you have to just kind of look back at, I guess, you know, when in the 2020 pandemic year, like how long it took people to to get into the swing of things with the spring training. I don't know the exact numbers on how many games they would be doing there. I do think it does depend th- on how many games. I think we three missed. four they weeks. Try to I think three things. four weeks for one, from mm-hmm. when they agreed to a deal to when they're ready, because that was about the timeline that we were looking at from the MLB imposed February 28th to mm-hmm. opening day. Like it was about four weeks. Yeah, as of. As of right now, we're losing the first two series, yep. right? And basically, if that timeline matches up, three to four weeks, basically, of yep. spring training. So would we have, have been basically, if pretend they had come to yeah, a deal. So basically, then, we have yeah, six days from now until they cancel more games if we're looking at this timeline and then them keeping consistent with it. So, yeah, I think about three, four weeks mm-hmm. um, is what makes sense. And uh, the last question is mm-hmm. from Ronald with a cowboy hat emoji. Who has got the better flow, Tatis or the goat, Josh Smith? Um, it It's Tatis. I love I love Josh Smith's flow. Josh Smith is a Rangers prospect who was in the Joey Gallo deal acquired from the Yankees. But Tatis's flow is is elite, just like pretty much everything that he does. Yeah, I mean, I may or may not have a not known who Josh Smith was. I am the Padres That's guy fair. after all. The first Josh Smith of I thought of was the former Hawks <laughs> slash Rockets <laughs> legend uh, who would shoot threes for mm-hmm. no reason. Um, he, and he couldn't make them. I mean, in fairness to Josh Smith, I mean, he was trying to expand the Rangers his game. actually have I think he, maybe two Josh, Josh Smith knew where the where the direction of the NBA they, was going, uh, and maybe that's why I started shooting threes, even though they couldn't make them. Um, so I do applaud the man for that. But yeah, I mean, Tatis's flow is remarkable. The real question would be between like John Morant and Fernando Tatis. Do a, little, do a little cross sports reference oh, for you, right? That's a good one. Oh, well, that's oh, I got I, you I, I that like, one, right? um, that, that's tough. I'm still going with Tatis. Dude, I think that they're, I think John Morant is the Fernando Tatis Jr. of the NBA. I really he do. Is. I think that on a lot of levels, uh, they're very similar, both just the the dance afterwards, the the hairstyle, the style the of fun. play, how exciting they are. They do different things on the court than I think we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. 
in a lot of ways in the, in the case with Tatis and all that stuff and and helping a team that historically hasn't been as relevant in the case of both the Padres and the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, thanks for the yeah. question. These um, are some sir. some great questions from from all y'all. Um, and we're going to get into uh, a, a former Ranger that signed with the Padres and what the Padres fans should expect and why I actually kind of wanted him on the Rangers. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bill Barr. Yeah, man, I want to talk to you guys about Bill Barr, specifically me. Well, the player we're going to be talking about, a little bit of a mixed bag. I think we could That's say, Bryce. Some of them. Some of them. Some of them that we're going to talk about. A little bit of a mixed bag. But you know what isn't a mixed bag, goddammit? It is Built Bars. They are the best <laughs> bar none. Best protein bars in the world. In the world. In the universe. In the galaxy. No matter where I will, you go. I will guys. count you and say you can get a because... mixed bag to try all these different flavors. And you might want to. <laughs> but it's not going to be a mixed bag. It can be a... Well, I mean, te- technically it is. It will be literally in name. But all, all the bars, they're going to be fantastic. They are, man. And what I love about them is aside from just being, you know, soft and easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate, look at the macros, man. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein compared to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Bryce and I can both vouch for the taste, man. We both had plenty of these things. And by plenty... Also, plenty of flavors. They have white chocolate cookies and cream, chocolate almonds, uh, coconut almonds, mint brownie, uh, apple almond crisp, cherry barcia, cherry, uh, uh, whatever the heck they got. They have an eggnog flavor for crying out loud. They, they have everything that you could want, and they're yummy, man. So just because you've been listening to this podcast, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Remember, promo code LOCKED15, 15% off. Built.com. And also, I have one oh, more thing. Oh, you do? You do? One more thing. I do have one more thing. Just one more thing. Just one more thing. Do you need help with your cars? <laughs> well, I got the best stop for you. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I don't know anything about cars. In fact, I'm more of a helicopter, a flying vehicle person oh, wow. myself. But if I were a car person, Rock Auto is what has you covered, man. Forget all the intimidating questions when you go to a, a chain store, $353 for a Honda Odyssey fuel pump. Guess what? Rock Auto has you covered for 216 It's great. You're saving money up to 100% more on all of your parts from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. They got you covered. And their website is very easy to navigate, which is important because as we've been talking about uh, earlier in this episode, uh, people can be a little bit confused sometimes. You know what I mean? It, the, the, it's hard to navigate stuff. It's why Apple has succeeded in a lot of ways, which is the computer I'm using to record this episode because it's just so easy. The interface, very easy on Rock Auto as well. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How'd you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Wow, that was some great stuff there. Absolutely fantastic stuff. That was fun, man. Um, <laughs> that was fun. Man. Now we're going to go from that to uh, the great, the one, the only. Nick Martinez has signed a deal with the San Diego Padres. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is a guy who, like, was very early on in my Rangers watching, was played a big part. He came up in 2014, the uh, year from heck of the Rangers, a guy who was just about fine. That's about what he was as a major league pitcher. He was who I would describe as a quad A kind of guy, halfway between triple A, halfway between 
the big leagues wasn't quite good enough to stick in the rotation long term, but, you know, was just okay. And the Rangers, he did what the Rangers needed him to do, um, which was just be okay. He had a 477 ERA in uh, 415 major league innings um, across four seasons with the Rangers, spent the last couple of years in the Nippon Professional Baseball League in Japan, came back and was really solid in Japan, a 302 ERA in 378 innings across uh, three seasons there. So he was a guy who I thought the Rangers might look at because they liked him when he was here. He was pretty fine when he was here. But again, those were some actually competitive Rangers teams that he was on, so he wasn't really cracking the rotation. Rangers had a pretty deep rotation at the time, but he just couldn't quite stick as he was either a long reliever or the last man in the starting rotation or going back down to AAA. And, you know, I, I think this is exactly the type of signing that the Padres need, knowing what the Padres issues were last mm. year of we have all these great arms, but all of their arms are falling off and we just need some guy who can come in there and be <laughs> solid because we're signing Vince freaking Velasquez and uh, Jake oh. Arietta. Like that would solve anything, but I don't blame them for trying because they had to try something because everybody was hurt. Yeah. But I think this is exactly the type of guy that the Padres need. The Rangers need some, some depth of pitching because I don't, trust what they've got in the last two spots of their rotation right now but i mean y'all went and got him and much respect for doing that because i think he can really help the padres next year hey look i mean nick martinez four years 20 million from the padres was one of the deals that they made before it was four years uh, 20 million oh my gosh yeah that's a great yeah deal. so it was a little bit it was a little bit surprising in a lot of ways. Maybe, I mean, it's five mil per year. It's kind of whatever, right? But I think it's very... The four years part surprised me. I guess they're me. just kind of... If he's going to get five mil yeah, a year... Yeah, the four years surprised um, me. Yeah. But like that's still a pretty good price for a guy who pitched very well in, uh, in Japan and was solid, average-ish, back in, like very back into the rotation guy. So like, I don't right. know. I think there's definitely some value there. I don't... I'm not exactly sure what kind of... You know, innings he's going to be able to give them. I think he's, I mean, like I said, he pitched, what, uh, 430 innings over, hold on, no, 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 378 innings over three years. So a little bit over 125 innings per year. So I think if, if you know, the Padres could get that out of him, I think they'd be pretty pleased with a $5 million and like a decent-ish ERA. Like, I, I think he can give them that. Yeah, I think that it's just kind of a reinforcement thing where they're saying, and, and hey, maybe they even want to use him as a reliever at some point. I think it they're just kind of looking at some of the other arms. They want to make sure that they don't have that Vince Velasquez, Jake Arrieta thing again, mm-hmm. because you lose AJ Monahan at the beginning of the year, then into the season, let's just talk about people not performing all that well. You know what I mean? Blake Snell was a mess for most of the season until the end. And at the end, he gets hurt. You have Denelson Lamette who is just, uh, like you said, but their arms were just falling off. Chris Paddock gets hurt. All these guys are getting hurt to the point where we're like, oh my God, like we don't even have anybody left. So having Nick Martinez, who maybe presents some upside, maybe he learned a few things over in the Nippon League, uh, that, and that's one of the reasons they were interested in him. Four years, 20, it's not that bad. Is the AAV a little bit like, all right, whatever. But at the same time, I think Padres fans shouldn't be expecting the team to be able to go out and get everybody. They've become a little bit spoiled. I know that sounds weird, but I think Padres fans have actually become a little spoiled in the sense that they just keep thinking that AJ Preller can 
like in perpetuity, just keep doing these giant blockbusters. Everyone on the, I get questions all the time that are like, well, Vince Velasquez is on the market or <laughs> Chris Bassett and Sean Mania. And it's like, well, first of all, Vince Velasquez or not Vince Velasquez, um, <laughs> Luis Castillo, I'm sorry. That was a huge brain fart. My God. Uh, Luis Castillo of the Reds. Basically the same player. Yeah, basically the same. (laughs) Yeah, basically the same player, right? Um, Like, everybody's asking for him. I remember actually, and I talked about um, the Martinez signing, and my thing was, you know, uh, he did not succeed here before. Uh, Time has changed, but, you know, I don't know what's going to happen necessarily. He wasn't, he was a very unremarkable pitcher in a lot of ways uh, for the Texas Rangers. So maybe he learned some things. And I remember getting a comment from someone whose last name was Martinez, which scared oh, God. me. And I was like, did I like insult his brother or a dad or a family member or something? I always like that? worry about that. I also at the end of it said, I also at the end of it said that I am only going based on my take on what his MLB tenure was. And if we are going at the MLB tenure, very unremarkable. So my thing was like, was there not another kind of low end um, pitcher you could have got out there for a little bit less? Who knows? I might be no, wrong. I- because, I, in fairness, one thing AJ Preller has been very good at is kind of those low-key trades and signings. Uh, I cannot mention, of course, the name of the person who plays first base for the Padres. It's a long-time rule for my <laughs> podcast. Uh, but the Padres' first baseman, that contract isn't good. Maybe you could argue that the Darvish and Snell things have been good, but those little things. You, can, you really cannot argue the Darvish has been good, not, not in front of me. You can do it behind my back, but not into my face. For the Padres, man. For the Padres. No. I'm not talking in, about any, He's a legend. In, in any capacity. He's a legend. Anyway, but no, he also, uh, I'm also pretty sure that, uh, actually, when did he leave? Uh, Martinez was drafted in the 18th round of 2011. So yeah, yeah, no, AJ Preller was still there when they drafted him. He might have gotten a few looks at him when the Rangers scouted him. 18th round pick out of Fordham University. So already a four-year career in the big leagues is, is pretty remarkable for a guy from Fordham, not necessarily known as a baseball powerhouse, um, picked in the 18th round in 2011. So I don't like unremarkable feels a bit harsh, like nothing flat. I mean, it's not wrong, but it it's, he didn't do anything yeah. flashy. He's solid, solid, Back end of hey. the like pitching rotation slash any like you major know, league roster. Padres, but like again, rotation. Padres, ahead, Padres could have used like five Nick Martinez's last year, and maybe they wouldn't have followed. Yeah, off the it's hey, they could have used Eric Lauer last year, who they gave up in the trade for Trent Grisham, who hopefully is going to have a bounce back year. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's one of those things. It's just in terms of what I can view right now, not the most thrilling signing. But in fairness. Uh, as I mentioned with the Padres fans getting a little spoiled, I don't think that they should expect giant altering moves unless they remove somehow the aforementioned first baseman. If they get rid of him, then I think they're basically in on all of those kind of top level free agents, mm-hmm. or at least will inquire more. But for now, it's kind of just like, no. And I also don't want to torpedo what's left of the farm system either. While the farm system, I think, has been... Uh, a little bit exaggerated how much they lost and that it's just awful now. It's I not, still think that there's it's not awful, very good but there, in there. it was so, pheno- it was the best of all time. It was time, so phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> it was so phenomenal beforehand. It did lose quite a bit of depth, but I, I will caution uh, Padres fans this. Sometimes the pitchers that you're the least excited about as signing free agents and these like minor deals, like that's exactly how I felt with Kyle Gibson. I was like, really this guy, I felt the same way. About Lance Lynn, I was like, really? This guy? Both of them turned out to be absolute home runs, which, you know, not everybody can do what the Rangers can do and take these guys off the scrap heap and turn them into amazing players. But we've seen a lot of success from pitchers 
going over and other play, position players as well going over to asia figuring some things out coming back and being strong so uh i would hold some optimism out there for padres fans and even if he is exactly what he was with the rangers in the major leagues that player still has some value maybe not five million a year but there's we'll still we'll see some stuff to be excited about but hey i'll tell you one thing though i'll tell you one thing though let's pretend that there was a a big free agent on the market. And then if they, the Padres went for him, that would handicap your ability to be more flexible in the future because they, in fairness to the Padres, they are spending a, a good amount of money. This Padres team, this is not, you know, Cleveland, this is not Miami Marlins. Right. So I like the idea of saying, let's do some low ball ones because lately our big high swings haven't been doing uh, all that, all that much for us. So I'm interested. It's going to be one of those things where I'm looking forward to a uh, spring training, but Padres fans, the biggest thing with this signing, I would definitely say is, there are other ways to redeem this rotation, especially when would it shock you if your boy comes back, Bryce, former Rangers great, and has a full, a complete good season. He was good in the first half, but not the second half. A complete good season. Blake Snell figures it out. We got Mike Clevenger coming back next year. Hopefully we'll see how many innings he can throw there. You got Joe Musgrove. Maybe Chris Paddock gets a little bit of that that mojo back from his rookie year. You know what I mean? I don't know why I'm bouncing. Maybe he gets that back, right? So you don't necessarily have to make that giant uh, you know, move. So I'm looking forward to it. And I've kind of warmed up to it a little bit more. And we'll see what happens because maybe by the time the season starts, I'm like, literally, AJ Preller, what were you thinking? I just saw this guy give up three home runs in an inning. But for now, we'll see. For now, solid a solid pick. There's always some value in having depth, no matter how good your rotation is, no matter what position, how good, whatever position is, especially starting pitching, you can always use some depth there. But Javi, thank you guys so much for taking the time, making sure that I didn't have to talk about this opening day being canceled all by myself. It was just too depressing a thought to do by myself, but I'm glad that I can have you here to help ease the pain by seeing a friend and talking about this. Where can the fine folks listening to Locked On Rangers find you and your work, Mr. Javier Reyes? Hold on. I have my finger up. Oh, damn. Sorry, you. I'm closing this thing. out. I'm doing an expert job and you're ruining it. One thing, man. That's why I said All right, one give thing. me, give me your one. one thing and then tell folks. Jackson Profar. Profar. What about him? Does he have the best uh, smile in all of baseball? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I gotta say so. It's I, I it's hard for me to go against my boy Joey Gallo like that, but Jerks and Profar's smile could light up the entire Eastern Seaboard or the Western Seaboard or both. Light up the world like nobody. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, people can find me though over at Javapeno, J A V I I P E N O, um, on Twitter. I tweet about a whole bunch of weird stuff. It's true. Um, but if you want very, very, very exclusively Padres content at LO underscore Padres. And then if you want to see me doing the very weird things that I was doing on today's show, I don't know what got into me. Uh, you can check out the YouTube locked on Padres on YouTube uh, and feel free to subscribe and stuff. Cause I mean, look, we're going to be providing the people content, man. It's what we do. It's true. Even during a lockout. It's true. We got, we got this covered, man. We're here three days a week and five days once the lockout is ended um, for locked on Padres listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can find the show at, locked on rangers and subscribe on youtube or wherever the heck you get your podcast if you want to hear about some uh i don't know uh a less sad baseball team much more encouraging as of late and uh hear about how the dodgers beloved jewel of Corey seager is doing well and thriving away from the dodgers um and get petty like that then i respect it and i welcome you to my show but thank you guys so much for listening and until next time don't forget to enjoy baseball.